Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Cleveland, and we are here with another Setting Captives Free podcast. And I'm here with my brother, Eric Hurt. And Eric, it's so good to be with you and to do another podcast today. And uh, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm really uh, glad to be here with you, Mike. And I'm doing well today. Looking forward to another podcast. Me too. Me too. And we're studying today in John chapter 8. And we're just going to look at a couple of verses. And then we'll use a, a passage in the Old Testament that illustrates these truths really well. And so we're starting at John 8, verse 34, going to verse 36. And uh, Eric, you want to start us with reading? Sure. I'll read uh, verse 34. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. And Mike, we know this all too well. Our years of practicing sin absolutely felt like uh, that I was a slave to it, that I, that I had to obey it, uh, that this was, this was my life, brother. I was practicing it. I was a slave to it. Uh, I was in bondage to it, and I had no way of escaping. Yeah, me too. And it was such horrible a time. It just, you know, I think about slavery, and a slave has no free will. Uh, they cannot just choose to not be a slave. And hmm. You know, we couldn't choose to leave the sin that we were practicing. We had no ability to do that, to simply make a decision for Christ and or walk an aisle and expect that our slavery would be done. Right. You know, Eric, with this word is important as slave. I think Jesus is, in his mind, maybe remembering back to when the Israelites were slaves. And they were in bondage to the Egyptians, and they had a very harsh taskmaster. Uh, and that's what it was like in our time of sin. I, I was in such bondage. My thoughts were taken captive. My actions were enslaved. And um, just a, a really difficult time, you know, um, in, that, in that place in my life where I had no freedom. And I'm sure you identify with that as well. Yeah, and I'm really glad you brought that up because that just reminds me that uh, they were, they had no chance, Mike, uh, of being freed on their own power or will, as you stated. And, and I just remember the misery, as the Bible says that they were in, uh, the bitterness, the, the hard labor. I mean, that's exactly what it felt like in my life for so many years. And, you know, you just don't realize and don't recognize what it is. Uh, or in my case, and I'm sure at one point in your life too, you just thought that you could not be free. It's impossible to be free. I'm too bound up here. Um, I'm in too much misery. Uh, I, I have no, I've tried to do it on my own and, and I, it, this controls me. And, and that's exactly what it is to be a slave. You're under the power of another. And, you know, it just affects every area of our life though. You know, when you're in bondage like this and in slavery, 
you're, you're not a happy person. Uh, you know, it affects your relationships with others. Um, it pollutes your mind constantly. And that's part of what it is to be a slave is it affects every other area of life in a negative manner. And that's what I saw in my life. And I know you did as well. Yes, it was. Everything was negative. I mean, yeah. I, I, everything was dark. Everything was discouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no way out. Uh, right. I was a, a trapped captive. And uh, I was enslaved, you know, it's a really good word. And, and Eric, what is the word that the, that the world uses instead of enslaved? I think the world loves to use the word addiction. Uh, you know, I'm addicted to this. I'm, I'm addicted to that. And, you know, I'm, I'm always, and one thing they have right is, in a, in a sense, is that they're always going to be addicted, but really, they're always going to be a slave until someone comes to set them free. So the, what we don't want to do is say, uh, you know, is I'm Eric Hurt or Mike Cleveland and this is my life and I'm here trapped in this addiction forever because it's not an addiction. It's, it's bondage. It's slavery. And you can be set free. It's not a state in which you will stay in forever. Uh, there is hope. And uh, there is a message of hope. And that's what we're here to share today, aren't we, brother? That's exactly right. You really described it well, Eric. And (laughs) the the contrast or the difference between what the world calls addiction and what the Bible calls slavery is night and day. Because you know what always comes after the word addiction, which is once an addict, always an addict. Yes. What a hopeless, miserable existence. You mean to tell me, Eric, I think I would have just done myself in, just commit Harry Carey if I thought I could had to live this way the rest of my life. I think I just would have gone off and, you know, just got rid of this problem. Um, <laughs> thankfully, uh, the Bible has another phrase, which is in verse 36, if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And so the the truth of the gospel goes against the worldly teaching, which leaves you in bondage, it leaves you enslaved, and it leaves you hopeless. Um, And Eric, I I want to look at verse 35 too, because how discouraging is this verse, right? You want to read that? Oh yeah, that's very discouraging. The the, uh, verse 35 says, the slave does not remain in the house forever. The sun remains forever, and that is very discouraging. Like you said, once an addict, always an addict, not so true. If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. And once you're free and no longer a slave, you know, the sun that remains forever, Jesus Christ, wants to set you free so that you can remain uh, with him forever as a son. Mike, Mike, from slavery and from slave to son, not once an addict, always an addict, but once I set you free, you will be free indeed. And this is something I never thought was possible for me. My eyes were blind, my heart was hard, and I thought maybe Jesus could set others free, uh, but, but I didn't believe it, Mike. I didn't believe that he could set me free, but what an incredible life it is to be set free from our slavery to sin 
to become a son and to look at the cross to see where Jesus paid this price for us, Mike, it is incredible to see how he took our sin and shame in his flesh for us because he, because he so loved us, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that love is what changes us from being a slave to being a son. Mm. It's that love of God that he pours out uh, from the cross by the spirit to mm. our hearts. <laughs> you know, if you look at verse 35, I like that last phrase. A son belongs to the family forever. Mm. Um, we're, we're in, brother. We <laughs> yeah. are part of God's family um, and if you if you think about it, you know, in John three sixteen that you just quoted, it says mm-hmm. that we have eternal life. Yeah. We belong to this family forever. We will live forever in God's family. But what's really important is to understand what Jesus had to do in order for us to be a son forever. Mm-hmm. That is, he had to be abandoned by his father. When Jesus picked up his cross and he went up Calvary, Calvary's hill, God was banishing his own son. He was banishing him to a cross. He was, he was disowning him in a sense, though he never did disown him. It's as if he did. Right. Because Jesus had our sin on him, God turned his back on his own son. And, uh, and that's so that you and I and whoever's listening right now could be a son who belongs forever to the family. And, and so don't listen to the world when they tell you, you know, once an addict, always an addict. Don't even believe the word addiction. It's Amen. slavery. And that's such good news because a slave can be set free. <laughs> and Amen. if you're set free, you're free forever. Right? Yeah. Once you're free, you're free forever. <laughs> I, I just love that, don't you? I love it. You know, and every time we look at passages like this and everything that we went through, we can see Jesus went through it on the cross. In other words, uh, it was as if, well, not as if, but Jesus did become sin for us. But it was also as if he became nothing and became a slave uh, bound to a cross. Uh, you know, as it was as if he was not a son, Mike, but a slave. And, um, you know, we just see these contrasts and it doesn't, just, it applies to the cross here, you know, where Jesus emptied himself for us, like you said, brother. And we look to this cross and see that he paid the ultimate price. He loved us to the end. Mm-hmm. He, he, he came because, because of his great love for us and then loved us to the end, brother, emptied himself. Uh, the, the, the Prince of Peace, Mighty God, the Wonderful Counselor, this Jesus came down for us uh, to set us free. He came to set captives free. And, uh, you know, when this love begins to pour in our hearts and when we look at the cross and see all that happened there, and we look and we look and we look and we continue to see that we were dead and we're made alive there. We were slaves and we were set free there. Uh, we were chained up, brother, and the chains fell off there because he defeated sin and death and the enemy and our own flesh was put to death in his. And so we, like you said earlier, you know, through the cross and the, the spirit being poured out and being poured into us, we walk in this newness of life in power, with power over sin. This isn't just eternal life. 
this is freedom right now. This is power right now. This is, this is being a son right now and beginning to live a different life, totally different than what you've ever lived when we were enslaved to sin. Totally different, not similar whatsoever. And so this is what we're talking about. If you're listening, this is the life that Jesus came to die for you, to set you free completely and totally. Mm. That's so powerful. Uh, And it's so different than the world teaches. You know, I love how you describe it's right now. You know, I remember when uh, Jesus was going to Lazarus who had died and, you know, he asked Martha, well, do you believe he's going to rise? Well, yeah, I believe. it's (laughs) And I am the resurrection and the life. Right now. You know, (laughs) Jesus Christ, he's alive right now. He's free right now. He is no longer in bondage. He's he's a chained captive who's been set free. And, um, you know, Eric, what I wanted to do right Mm -hmm. now is just read a, a couple of verses of Jeremiah chapter 40, because we are going to see an illustration of exactly what Jesus came to do. Hmm. So um, just look at this passage with me, um, because Jeremiah here has been chained along with all the other captives Hmm. uh, who were going to Babylon. But look what happens to him. So if you look in verse uh, one, it says, The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after Nebuzaradan, commander of the Imperial Guard, had released him at Ramah. He he had found Jeremiah bound in chains Hmm. among all the captives from Jerusalem and Judah, who were being carried into exile to Babylon. Eric, this was our past life, brother. We were chained among all the captives and being carried into exile to Babylon, right? Absolutely. This is exactly uh, what it was like, uh, being chained up and carried away. Uh, often to, uh, you know, off to Babylon, like you said, brother. And, and there's not much hope in that, is there, when you're chained up and being carried away? There's no hope. And, you know, Babylon is a picture of that place that has captivated God's people. Mm. So it it might be pornography. It might be uh, anything you want to put in here. You know, we don't have to list them all. It's it's whatever has taken you captive and carried you into exile. Mm. Uh, And then it says, when the commander of the guard found Jeremiah, he said to him, the Lord your God decreed this disaster for this place, and now the Lord has brought it about. He's done just as he said he would. And listen to this. All this happened because you people sinned against the Lord and did not obey him. Eric, we just read in John chapter 8, he who sins is a slave or a captive. Uh, and here we see exactly that coming true. All this happened because you people sinned against the Lord and did mm. not obey him. So you see the word disaster. You see the word captive. You see the word chained. You see the word exile. All these words are descriptive of a life that is given to sin. But look at verse 4. Do you want to read that? Yes. Uh, now behold, I released you today from the chains on your hands, <laughs> if it seems good to you to come with me to Babylon, come, and I will look after you well. But if it seems wrong to you to come with me to Babylon, do not come. 
See, the whole land is before you. Go wherever you think uh, it good and right uh, to go. And that is just so amazing. I release you. The chains on your hands, uh, they're, the, the chains have been broken, Mike. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this slavery to sin. And, uh, you know, when Jesus came and was lifted up, he drew us out, broke our chains, and set us free forever, brother. Amen. And if you notice in verse 4, this is the first time Jeremiah actually has free will. It mm. says, go wherever you please. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. The whole land is open up to you. You know, when Jesus sets us free, he sets our will free. Mm. He, he sets us free in every area of our lives. He sets our minds free so that we're no longer polluted. He mm. sets our hearts free so that we can love and feel and like a human being would. And he yeah. sets us free. Go wherever you please, Jeremiah. I mean, at this point, Jeremiah can make choices again. <laughs> Amen. And, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's just so beautiful because it's so narrow uh, when you're a slave, as it said in this passage. And uh, but when you're set free, uh, I love—I just love that illustration because it's—it's—it opens everything up. You—you're free. You're free to go. Uh, you're free to go left. You're free to go right. You're—you're um, you're free indeed, brother. And uh, it's just so beautiful. So. And I know that there's somebody listening, just like the words, I love the words that you just use, disaster, exile, and a couple of the other words. And I know that someone listening is, 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 is looking at their own life, that it's become a disaster. And it's, they're in exile. They're, they're in bondage. They're, they're slaves. They have these chains still around their arms. Uh, but but we're, we're hoping that you look at the cross with us and see that, that this is the reason Jesus came to deal with sin. He came to set us free. Uh, he came to put the, our sin uh, to death in his own flesh. And that frees us. That breaks the chains and the power and opens up the land to us. And so if you're listening, we're, we're hoping that you're receiving this. And um, I just love that other passage, brother, that you brought up um, about Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life. I told you that if you believed, you would see great things, I believe. Uh, if I didn't misquote it, but it's just so beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, I like how you said uh, about the freedom that Jeremiah here is, is getting. For example, look at the end of verse four. It says, go wherever you please. <laughs> the end of verse five, go anywhere else you please. <laughs> wherever you, you are now free and can do and go and be whatever you want because what's happening is the spirit of God is leading you. Hmm. And he leads you to not gratify the lusts of your flesh. He Amen. leads you to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, one thing I love here, Eric, check this out at the end of verse five. Then the commander gave him provisions and a present and let him go. Hmm. From being a chained captive to being having provisions and a present. Um, and isn't that exactly like what happens with us? When Jesus Christ comes to us and releases our chains, what he does, he, he lifts our head to look at the cross. Mm. And he shows us that, that both he and I 
have been crucified together. And therefore, we're free. Uh, and, and what happens after that? He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Uh, right there at the cross, Eric, some people say, oh, I want the gift of the Spirit. Great. That's wonderful that you want that. Come to the cross and get him. Amen. Because yes. That's where he lives. <laughs> yes. So come and look up. Come and receive. Come to the cross and get the Holy Spirit. That's the gift. Amen. Uh, and you will then have all you need for life and godliness. The commander gave him provisions and a present and let him go. That's what happens to you and me. Isn't that wonderful? Yes, and I, I love that. It reminds me that when Jesus said that my body is real food and my blood is real drink. Mm -hmm. And like you said, when we receive the Spirit, I've often said it this way, how can we receive the Spirit by looking to the cross and nothing happens. I mean, that's just absolutely impossible. The Spirit is going to draw us and drive us to the cross constantly and give us the ability, like you said, to be able to walk in the power of the Spirit, which is out of slavery to sin. And it's walking in freedom. You know, if we walk by the Spirit, we do not gratify the desires of the flesh. And, and so this is true freedom. This is real freedom. This isn't uh, once an addict, always an addict. This is the way the slave is set free. And I just, I love that as well, uh, that he's given an allowance of food and a present. What an absolute wonderful Savior that we serve, brother, that his loving kindness and his mercy and grace poured out at the cross in Jesus's blood, in his hands and feet nailed there, became as a prisoner, became as a criminal, became as a slave to that post, to that tree where, where his flesh poured out for us, brother. And it is just an incredible life. And we just want one more heart today to be captive by Jesus Christ and no longer by the sin and by the flesh. Yes, and that's an important point that you just brought out, that when we are set free, we are actually taken captive. Hmm. There, there's a big difference, though, in our captivity to Christ. In our captivity to Christ, Eric, I've never in my life been happier. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i've yeah. never in my life been so so absolutely overjoyed to be a captive right love the fact that jesus took captivity captive amen and, and so we gladly stretch out our arms and and say please lead me around wherever you go i don't want there to be any daylight between me and you. <laughs> amen follow you so closely that, you know, that people can't tell a difference between you and me because you gave up your life to release me. You became nailed to a tree to set me free. Uh, and so now I just want to walk with you and I want to hear from you and I want to worship you, you know, just for the rest of eternity. And so I am one happy captive brother. And I hope <laughs> that once a captive, always a captive to Christ, right? 
Amen. And being a captive to Christ means freedom, means the land is opened up to you, means your marriage can be restored and uplifted to greater heights than you ever thought. It means relationships with people uh, because we, we look at the cross and see how much Jesus loved us. And we're receiving that love from him from the cross when we look there and, and we're able to pour it out to others. And so being a captive means every area of your life, though may it be slowly, begins to change because your desires are changing, your heart has changed. And Mike, I've been married 33 years now. and the first 17 years, brother, I was a slave. Mm. Uh, but the last 16 have been as a free man. And I haven't been happier, brother, as you said. But not just in my marriage. I haven't been happier uh, from just being captive to Christ himself mm-hmm. and receiving and seeing how much he loved me, brother, personally. Mm-hmm. A rotten, wretched sinner who deserved to be put to death. But he stepped in our place and then hung there for us uh, because of his incredible, amazing love and grace. And it's just astonishing to try to take it all in. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love to see your new life with you and Sylvia just loving each other. Um, sometimes I don't really believe you when you tell me what you're <laughs> I'm sure you're, you're probably being truthful, but it's just to believe now. Brother, look at Jeremiah for a second and look at his initial part of Jeremiah 40. He's a chained captive, mm-hmm. disaster in the place. He's carried into exile. Look at him now. He has no chains on his wrist. He has provisions, carrying around a present. I don't know what that is, but he's got it. <laughs> look at the amazing difference and then see if anyone's in Christ. He's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And do you think that if somebody had come up to Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, what in the world? What's happened to you? I don't see the chains. And what's all the, the provisions you're loaded down with? And what's that gift? And he would say, well, you know, Jedaliah, Jedaliah uh, has released me from bondage. He set me free. And not only that, he gave me all these, these gifts, this food or clothing. And, and he's just loaded me down. And I'm, I'm now walking in freedom, going wherever I want to go. You see, this is the difference that Christ makes. Eric, I look at you and I see you as loaded down with provisions <laughs> in a good way. You are absolutely gifted, brother. God has, when he took you to the cross, he not only took away your sin, but he replaced it with the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, we used to be loaded down with sin. Mm. But now we're just loaded down with grace and mercy and all the benefits. In fact, there's a psalm that says he daily loads us with benefits. Hmm. And you can, you know, sometimes I drive by in Seattle where they're loading ships, cargo ships to go to Asia. You know, and they look like they're just overloaded. Man, those ships are stacked high with all this cargo. You know, and you think, goodness, how are they even going to move? They're so loaded down. Well, you and I, brother, are loaded down with benefits, but those benefits are purchased benefits. Mm -hmm. Uh, They cost blood. They Mm -hmm. cost the life of God's own son. 
Uh, Eric, we got to go, brother, but um, mm. why don't you just minister to us in prayer and, and we'll close. Okay, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Father, we are so grateful for this opportunity uh, to lift up the cross and, uh, Lord, to do this podcast and to focus our attention on our former life where we were slaves to sin, uh, where we didn't uh, have any land to go to, but we're in exile, in chains. And, and so, but at the cross, everything changed. At the cross, we were set free. At the cross, we were given provisions and food and the gift of the Spirit. Uh, we were loaded down, but we were never lighter. We were loaded down with love and grace and mercy and uh, self-control and a new life, a new heart. And so, Lord, we pray for somebody listening now that they would look to the cross with us, that they have looked at the cross, uh, to the cross with us, and they have seen Jesus removing their sin, taking off their chains, giving them provisions of food and the gift of the Spirit, where they can walk uh, by the power of the Spirit over sin and shame and death. And so, Lord, we pray for one more heart to believe this message over and over as they look at the cross. We pray for one more heart to be set free from being a slave to being a son and being forever in the presence of Christ, not only in the future, but right now walking with Christ with intimacy that they've never known. And, and we pray that this one heart uh, would be captive to Christ because being captive to Christ means freedom uh, from your former life, means freedom from the idols that we once served, means freedom from being a slave to sin where we're in misery and bitter labor and we're angry and upset. Uh, so, Lord, we're just so excited to be able to lift up the cross, which sets the captives free which removes our sin and shame as Jesus took it all on the cross with him, putting it to death in his own body, loving us to the end. And so, Lord, would you please stretch out your arms and lift up their, their heads so they could see Jesus crucified for them personally, removing their sin from them and imparting his righteousness into their life. And, Lord, we just give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.